All right, everybody, at this time, I want to welcome you to your one-stop shop for all things music, sports, entertainment, and so much more. Much more. I want to welcome you to the Fourth Wall Cast. Cast. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Today, Junior. But to be the man, you got to beat the man. And I'm saying, woo, right here, right here. Introducing your hosts. First, he's filling prescriptions for your pop culture consumption. Let's give it up for Doc Oz. I once brought a jackass and a honeycomb into a brothel. I am Iron Man. And now, at this time, introducing to you the host with the most, the baby face of podcasting. Let's make some noise for JC Bones. 60% of the time, it works every time. That doesn't make sense. No, my son's an artist. I'm just a musical prostitute, my dear. It's time to make it pop with the fourth wall cast. fam welcome to your one-stop shop for all things music sports pro wrestling and so much more welcome to the fourth wall cast i am your host with the most the baby face of podcasting jc bones and right now i'm accompanied by the lovely and talented mr doc haas who has a rash still <laughs> you haven't gotten rid of this rash yet that's been since it's been like a week, bro. It's not as funny when it's when it's you instead of Smarky, because Smarky <laughs> can't keep a straight face. <laughs> the best was the best was last week when we had everybody on, and Jeff was like typing something to do. I think Smarky's like, "Hey, I'm gonna go next," and Smarky starts reading it, and he starts there. reading the message as he's talking. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't keep it together. I lost it. I, I couldn't keep it together. I really oh, couldn't man, keep it, it together. Uh, that was fun last week. That was a good episode. That was a lot of fun having everybody together. It was, it was fucking bedlam, but I enjoyed the shit out of it. It definitely was a, a shit show, but uh, once again, big thank you to uh, Wade, DFDC, and DJ Matty G, and the Man of a Thousand Gimmicks, Dusty Dave, for all joining episode 69, our big WrestleMania menagerie episode of the fourth wall cast it was a lot of fun uh we have gotten a lot of good feedback on it too from uh, listeners and fans and we've gotten a lot of listens on that show which you know what i'm happy about that because we talked about this doc when this whole pandemic came into play it's like we have so much time now to produce more content for our listeners and supporters and we hope that hey if you guys got nothing to do at home you tune in, you listen to what we, what uh, kind of shenanigans we have for you every week. Dude, we honestly had over 50 listens in the first 48 hours. It's good, man. It makes sense. WrestleMania weekend, there should be a lot of people listening. There should be a lot of people like, you know, and when you have, what do we have, seven personalities on yep. last week representing, what, three or four different shows? Mm-hmm. Like, you should, you should have a, a good crowd like that. So I'm happy everybody tuned in and listened. And, we, you know, thank you so much for, for being here every week. We, we really appreciate it. Really appreciate you uh, listening to our banter and 
listening to uh, me tell it like it is. Because if you noticed, all those people from last week were not here to show their face today after Charlotte Flair did, in fact, beat Rhea Ripley, just like I told you all she would. Oh, wow. Yep, yeah. Nobody came to show their face. Nobody. But you know what? As much as... Well... Let's touch on that real quick. I don't want to have a debate about it. I'm not going to argue with you about it. We got, a, we got too much to talk about tonight. But we did find out that Rhea Ripley's uh, work visa has expired or is expiring. So I'm wondering now if that has anything to do with the reason why she lost to Charlotte. Nope. No? She lost to Charlotte because it makes sense for Charlotte to go over Rhea Ripley right now and move to NXT, have a legitimate name on your only show that is an actual ratings war. You only have one show that needs to win a ratings war. You need to get a big name on there. And Charlotte Flair was a, is a big name. Anytime the last name Flair is associated with wrestling, a casual human being will at least be like, Flair, oh, I wonder if that's Ric Flair's daughter. Oh, I wonder if she's related to Ric Flair. And you turn in, in fact, she is. And in fact, she is good. So many people get studied. I don't know why people don't think Charlotte Flair is a good wrestler. Like, I put, like, I, I put in our group chat and... and Dave came at me on this a little bit. And Dave was the one who was coming at me the most on, the, on this, so I'm going to call his ass out and not feel bad about it. But uh, <laughs> but I think Charlotte does have a wide move side. I think she does pull a lot of different. And I think she paces her matches so well. It was so fun. I've watched so much like classic WrestleMania leading up to it. And when I watched like Shawn Michaels and Brett and, and Taker and, his, and that Taker prime from like the rebirth of the dead man until... The, the HBK matches when he was yep. really hitting it still, or the Triple H matches. The Triple H matches is where he started to slow down. But those guys knew how to pace. Like right. nowadays, you know, we always talk about like the impact finisher and how like it can't be an impact finisher in my eye if you have to, if it takes too long to set up. If the setup takes longer than the finisher, it's not an impact finisher. No matter how impressive, no matter how impressive the 450 splash looks, like from Ricochet, it'll never. I see, see he does the 450 ricochet, uh, right? 630. I think he does the 630. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, he does. I'm sorry. Yeah, he does the whatever, even 450 or 630, whatever, whatever spin it is. Mm-hmm. As impressive as it looks, it'll never be more impactful than a stunner or an RKO or a right. sweet chin music or even a tombstone. Which, if Taker wants to, he can execute in under you know four seconds. The point. I'm trying to make here is like when I watch these guys wrestle and when I watch Charlotte wrestle, I think she does a good job, which makes sense considering her lineage. Right. Um, they know how to pace matches. Mm-hmm. Like they knew how to like, sometimes it's not a great impressive movie. You want to see sometimes a punch and a kick <coughs> and a clothesline do so much more for a match than some crazy spot fest like you get with a lot of the younger wrestlers. And that's why I think I don't need to see younger wrestlers elevated so quickly. I think when wrestlers, when they waste wrestlers' title reigns, wrestler title reigns in their 20s are a waste. They put the title on Lesnar too soon. That was a waste because he couldn't handle it. He couldn't handle the road. They put it on Orton too soon as well. Yeah, they put it on Orton too soon because he was still like, he wanted to party too much still. Right. Like it's just, and I'm not saying Rhea Ripley is a, is a part isn't responsible or anything. Don't get me wrong, but there's still a lot for her to learn about the industry. Right. And, and I think you could get a better world title run out of her in a couple years. And there's it doesn't losing to Charlotte Flair does not. I don't understand why people think losing to Charlotte is this terrible loss. She is one of the most accomplished wrestlers 
women's wrestlers, let alone women wrestlers, accomplished wrestlers ever, period. You'd be looking at a right. number of titles. I, I get it. Title reigns are a lot different nowadays. 11 title reigns today is a lot different than 11 title reigns even 10 years ago. Right. You know, I understand the difference. I understand why Marks get all upset over flouting Charlotte's titles, but she still won them. And she still right. wins big match. Well, I watched, I watched it. You know what the best match of WrestleMania 34 was? Not Ronda Rousey and Kurt Angle. It was when Charlotte beat Asuka and ended Asuka's streak. Yes. That was the best match of WrestleMania 34. You know? Like, Charlotte shows up in big situations. She showed up in NXT. She came from NXT. Yeah. She showed up in NXT she, before she showed up in WWE. I don't get on. Like, people, short term memory, people. Yeah. Come on. She, she helped build that women's division. Yes, it was her and Becky and Sasha and Bailey, but even out of the four of them, Charlotte was the star. And it has nothing to do with her lineage. It has to do with her work ethic and yeah. how she performs in the ring. And you know what? Who cares if Rhea Ripley lost to Charlotte at WrestleMania? Rhea Ripley faced Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania and has a match in the history books, in the content library of her versus Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania. So who cares if she if she took the L? She still mm-hmm. faced Charlotte in a fucking fantastic match at WrestleMania. And that post-match promo of her where she's backstage crying, man, dude, that did so much for her. That made her look like she cares so much about this industry and that she will do nothing to stop to stop right. herself from getting back to the top and getting it chance to beat charlotte and she will have plenty of chances to beat charlotte like i said charlotte is your one of your big dogs and your big dogs don't lose at wrestlemania unless they're facing each other triple h taker rock austin hulk hogan ultimate warrior randy savage those dudes didn't lose at wrestlemania unless they were facing each other and And now you're trying now you're trying to establish a female uh, a generation of female wrestlers as big as those males are and you can't establish charlotte as an all-time great if she's losing to rhea ripley who's, who in my eyes is still working at is, is just getting out of the rookie status of wwe right and also charlotte now moving to nxt is a great move for raw one because you already have becky as the champion uh, over the past year how many times have becky and charlotte been in uh, either in a match together or against each other over the past year since Becky won. It got to a point where they were becoming like the new Rock and Austin, but you know, it's time to separate them and bring them back mm-hmm. together later on. And also, you just added Shayna Baszler and Bianca Belair to your Raw roster. If you and Oscar's Char- still there. And Oscar's still there, exactly. And potentially, well, I know her and Kyrie Sane are facing uh, Alexa and Nikki Cross for the tag titles. Oh, excuse me, I'm sorry, on SmackDown this week. But still, Asuka and Kyrie Sane are both on the roster on Raw. You, you need to solidify a solid singles division in the, in, on the women's side, the women's division. Liv Morgan, Ruby Riot, Sarah Logan. You still have a ton of other superstars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, you know what? I, I don't, I'm not here saying that Charlotte takes the limelight, but it's a chance now to give everyone else some of the limelight and some more TV time. Take yeah, Charlotte, put her in NXT, have Becky ru- ru- run the reins at Raw and let everyone else give them a time to shine yes. and give them to s- time to step up and maybe prove that there could be a mid-card and potential main event scene. Yeah, and you know, now you got Liv winning mm-hmm. big matches. Mm-hmm. You know, beating Natalia at WrestleMania. That was a huge that was win a for huge Liv. Win for her. Yeah, I know it was on the pre it was on was it on the pre-show? Mm-hmm. No, it opened Yeah, it wasn't a pre-show, it was yeah. on a pre-show. It was on a pre-show, but it's still Liv Morgan defeated Natalia Neidhart. Yeah. Natalia Neidhart is another one of like Charlotte, even before Charlotte Flair. Like she's, I think she's she the longest tenured 
woman on the roster That's now? Her and Tamina? Yes. Her and yeah, Tamina. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, so now, so Liv's getting some big wins now. So she's starting to elevate elevate herself. You know, Liv does a good job in social media. Mm-hmm. She, has, she does, She's doing all the right things. So and, there's, there, you don't need Charlotte on the main show. Charlotte enhances NXT. Now all these other girls in NXT, the, the Dakota Kais and the... Um, and uh, what Tegan the Knox and like, Mia Yim, Tegan Knox, Candice LeRae, and Mia Yim, Diana Parrazzo, and Io Shirai, Io Shirai, who's about to face Charlotte, Charlotte Flair now. Now, come yeah. on, you're, you're telling me you, that no one wants to see that match? No one wants to see Io. Come on, it, it, come on. It, people just get worked. Yeah, this is my problem. This is when I come at Marks. Marks gets so swept up by the, the, the new flavor of the week, right? And you have to think if we what may what. Would Kofi Kingston's run to WrestleMania last year have been as special if he already had, like, a title reign in 2010? Like, look at Sheamus. Sheamus had the early title reign. If Now, if Sheamus came back and had a run like Kofi, or they tried to put him in a run like Kofi, it wouldn't be the same. Right. Because Sheamus has won the title three or four He's times. He's already right? been a champion. Yeah. And he also, had, right. he also has the record of winning the title in the shortest match at WrestleMania ever when he faced right. Daniel Bryan in like eight, and pinned him in like 18 seconds. And since then, there's real, and then Shame, they gave that all to Sheamus in his late 20s and early 30s. Mm-hmm. And since, you know, outside of the bar, they really haven't known what to do with him. Single right. Sheamus, they have not known what to do with. The bar was great. Uh, I think, of that. Yeah, I think if, if the pandemic didn't happen, uh, when he made his return, I know him and Shorty G was kind of a... Uh, What's the word I'm thinking of? Kind of left me... Wanting more. What Wanting more. Um, yeah, I can't think of the word I was thinking of. But yeah, I feel like they could have gone elsewhere with him. Even if they put him in a stable or put him back with Cesaro, he could have had a really good run on this new return because he looked great. He got a huge pop when his vignettes start, started to hit. And people were popping every time he'd come out to the ring. You know? Yeah. So someone like Sheamus still has it in him. But, you know, going back to what you were saying... No, you can't compare him to Kofi Kingston at all. So this is now going back to the, the Charlotte Flair thing. Charlotte Flair is going to do wonders now for the NXT women's division right now. Kofi did a lot for the singles division because, again, look at his title reign. Look at how many amazing matches he put on against the likes of mm-hmm. Daniel Bryan, Samoa Joe, Randy Orton, AJ Styles. Phenomenal, no pun intended, matches that Kofi Kingston had as a singles wrestler. Charlotte Flair has the title. Let some other women now step it up and show what they could do in the ring with someone like Charlotte Flair. Exactly. So, but now, let's start on the, on the NXT topic. This okay. week on NXT, we got to see the final match between Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa. The Rebel Heart versus the Black Heart. The final beat. Pretty cool, right? Yeah, really cool. <laughs> so, <laughs> the ending, I don't want to say it was unexpected, but I didn't see that ending happening at this match with, uh, with Candice interfering and helping Johnny win. I thought what they did with Candice was cool. I was, I, I was completely fooled by the... By the initial nut shot, I was fooled. Uh, yes. fooled. and I remember, I remember her handing something to him at the beginning of the match. Right. I also remember, and I remember saying to myself around that time when that last commercial break, and dude, the commercial breaks, that was awful. So way too many commercial breaks. Oh way my god, breaks. that was the worst. Anyways, I digress. Um, that was my only, only complaint, real complaint of the match was the commercial breaks. Right. 
But it's the first time we've seen one of their matches with commercial breaks. It's not the yeah. same. That match should have been on Mania. I digress. Yeah. Let's move forward. That match also should have been shown with no commercial breaks. They should have said, hey, we're going to show this match in its entirety with no breaks. Fine. You can work that out with, with, with the, the, the station you're on. You can work it out with USA. Work it out with the network or something. But there they should have been so many. So many they could have held off the debut of that new tag team. Uh, I can't. I don't know what their names are yet. Induce share. Yeah, because that match yeah. did fucking nothing for them. Yeah, they they, they could have held nothing. off that match. They don't even get me started. That, that was a fucking piss poor tag team match. That team they went up against. Fucking jobbers, get out of here, please. Right. They focus. They anyway, focus. sorry. Gargano and Ciampa and Candice LeRae. So she hands them the thing, and, and we're getting to the end of the match. And I remembered it was still in the back of my mind. I'm like, what was that thing that Candice handled Johnny? Whatever. I wonder what it was. Yeah, I forgot that she still handed him. I remembered it. I just couldn't. I couldn't put together what it might have been. Mm -hmm. So she hits Johnny. So anyway, that being said, hits Johnny. Then all of a sudden, she comes back and she walks, whacks Tommaso, mm -hmm. and Tommaso goes down. And I'm still like. Not putting it all together, she's like right. she she turning on both of them, and she done with both of them, mm -hmm. and, and at the same time, I'm also seeing like as Tommaso falls, I see this grin on Johnny's face. I'm like, oh my god, they didn't happening? edit out Johnny. <laughs> they didn't edit out Johnny laughing, really. Right. And then all of a sudden, he sits up when I put it all together, like, oh, it was a double double turn. It was all. <laughs> and I was, and I was like, yeah, that's awesome. That's how you. That's how you do this match right now. It's not their last match ever. This is a blood feud. They're eventually yeah. gonna move to Raw or SmackDown maybe one day and have another match. They they will fight at WrestleMania one day. If they do not fight at WrestleMania one day, a huge mistake was made. They should fight at WrestleMania Thank for the WWE title one day. Yes. When they get to the main, would they ever go to the main roster? You put them in a Hell in a Cell match. You put them in an Iron Man match. Yep. You put them in a match with Johnny Smarks as the Smarky special bomb. guest referee. Smarky bomb. Oh my goodness. Smarky bomb. Y'all just got Smark bomb, motherfucker. Oh, guess who decided to join the show? Whoa, Smarky, what, what have you been drinking, bro? <laughs> All I heard was, ah! <laughs> you just got smart bomb, motherfucker. Oh my God. Oh, is that what you call it? <laughs> it's Passover. You have to drink like 19 cups of wine. Oh, great. So oh. now Smarky is Passover Smarky wine drunk. Smarky will be joining us for the next five minutes before, yeah, before, before he passes out. <laughs> <laughs> what are we um, talking about, Jenny? We are talking about uh, Gargano Champa. Oh my God. So I will summarize what I just said, okay. and I said that we talked about the, the, the whole the whole crotch shot angle, and then mm -hmm. I said that these two will fight again. It will be on a Raw or SmackDown show. They will fight for titles, world titles one day. They will fight Hell in a Cell matches one day. They will fight an Iron Man match one day. Like There's so much you could do with these guys, and people are like, – I'm still ready to see them fight even after that. They yeah. are going to be the modern-day Rock Austin. I almost, yeah, I, I almost feel like they could even stretch their rivalry out almost in a way that, like, Triple H and Taker have. Yeah. Like a rivalry that has consumed the past, like, 20, 25 years of wrestling, you know. Mm -hmm. So I could totally see that. Or it's or, or Taker, Shawn Michaels rivalry. You know, you know it's funny like, you mention that because on uh, um, Chris Jericho's podcast, he talked about their match uh, 11 years ago at WrestleMania, whatever it was. Mm -hmm. 19. Yep, greatest match in WWE history. Apparently, it was the it was definitely. I think it was unquestionably the best match of Chris Jericho's career. 
Agreed. It's, no, it wasn't Jericho. No, that was H. It was Triple H. H. Triple H. No, 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 no. No, who are we talking about? What match? Shawn Michaels, Undertaker. Oh, it's uh, Shawn Michaels, oh, okay, Jericho. Okay. Oh, that Jericho. one. The, the first oh, one or the second one? No. I think it was the first one. Whatever the one, one, the blood with Marty Elias is the ref. The first one is arguably the greatest match in the history of WWE. It's Chris Jericho's greatest match, he says. He says yeah, it's it, his favorite match. Storytelling. It had pacing. It had athleticism. The theatrics were fantastic. That match was perfect. It's, it's probably, it's definitely the best match, I think, in WWE's history. And I would say probably a top 10 wrestling match of all time in professional wrestling as we know it today. And the rematch wasn't too shabby either. Now, here's my, now I know what, now this whole thing started with us talking about Gargano and Champa. When you watched them fight, I have no complaints about the match itself. My only complaint is that it happened less than a week later after we got to see the last man standing match between Randy Orton and Edge. Because Orton and Edge fought all over the PC, just like... Gargano and Champa did. Or in an edge, had a spot where they were on top of a truck, on top of a, the trailer, whatever. Gargano and Champa did the same thing. I feel like there was a lot of copy and paste, so to speak. I don't think it was intentional. Again, they're working with what they have. I understand that. But I feel like they could have probably pushed the Gargano and Champa last fight further in the future. Yes. And kind of built the story some more, in a way, to maybe, I, I don't know, maybe get Candace involved a little bit more to kind of foreshadow what might be happening. I mean, I did like the surprise of Candace. Maybe that might not be the best idea, but that I, as I'm watching it, I kept thinking of Edge and Orton. So, I wanted to know, did you guys get the Edge and Orton feel, too, when you were watching this match? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. Are you okay over there, Sparky? Are, are you okay? Can you hear what's going on upstairs? No, we can hear you yelling erroneously. Yeah. Oh, I turned my mic off. You can still hear me? Well, you did a terrible job. Yeah, well, faintly. Yeah, faintly. I'm so sorry. Faintly yeah. hearing you yell something. We it's heard you yelling like a drunk Jew on Passover. <laughs> yeah. Passover, he doesn't do whatever he wants. Jess, you made it to the podcast. Congratulations. You're welcome. Anyways, to answer Bones' question, yes, I, when I got to the truck... That was when I think I sent her in our in our group text. I said, "Oh man, the trucks are getting a workout this weekend." Yeah, yeah. That yeah. was when it, that was when it really was like, okay, they're doing the kind of the same thing as Edge as Edge and Orton, but you know they wrapped it up differently. Right. Um. You know they had Candice. I thought Triple H in the beginning. I thought he set the mood really well. That was so, so like, cool. They, that was, yeah. I'm sorry. That shot with him just sitting in the ring, leaning like really low on on the on the ropes in the corner. That was fucking. That was an awesome shot of Triple yeah. H. Yeah, it was. It was. So, do you think Triple H ever gets in the ring with Gargano and Champa one day? Ooh, I mean, he's got a train. I could see him in Champa. I could definitely see him in Champa. And I see him in Tommaso. And I, I, in a perfect world, HBK comes out of retirement and faces Johnny Gargano, and and the four of them will all do a program together, like mentors versus. Mentors, D- yeah, DIY versus DX. Are you ready? Right. No. Oh, oh wait, uh, that'll be at Super Showdown in the year 2024. <laughs> <laughs> Coming to you live from Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. 
Um, you give. I don't think Saudi Arabian fan base knows who Johnny Gargano or Tommaso Ciampa are because they but did they not will. wrestle in 1996. <laughs> yeah, they will 20 years from now. <laughs> right? With yeah. Triple H is it? With Triple H is in his 70s. <laughs> oh, I think uh, I, I would love to see that one day. I don't know if Shawn Michaels would ever agree to do it to like make that much of a return in the rain and not just do like a one-off. Right. You know, you know, trips down for it. You know, and that, but it has to be Shawn Michaels. You can't put like Xbox in there or something. No, Shawn's not wrestling anymore. No, after after that one shit show at a super showdown. <laughs> He was like, he was done. He was done. Like, fuck this. I'm I'm, I'm like too old for this. I can see if they did something like that. I think they would build it so it was only on NXT and they did it at the Performance Center, so no one had to travel because Sean pretty much lives at the Performance Center now too. It seems like right. That he's a trainer. Yep. Did he move his family out there? They've lived down there, I think. No, he lives in Texas. Yeah, he's from Texas originally. Oh no, you're talking. I'm sorry, I thought. My apologies. Tell you about Triple H because they they split their time there in Connecticut. Oh yeah, they have a house yeah. in Florida. That makes sense. Triple H is down there so yeah. much. Um. No. Yeah. Michaels is in Texas. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so I thought, but I thought it was a good match. I mean, it definitely wasn't. Here's the thing with this. So this was the difference between these matches and the other two cinematic matches we or the other three. I guess Orton and Edge will consider a cinematic style match too. Yeah. So the other three we saw this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um. The Taker Styles match, that was great for that match because Taker could have never produced a better match in a traditional match. Right. Um, Wyatt and Cena could have produced a great match in the ring, obviously, but that match did so much for. Such a good match. It did so much for Bray Wyatt's character. Right. Like the fact that he he Freddy Krueger, John Cena, pretty much, and then beat him in his dreams. Like. Mm That's so big for his character and what his character is. Right. That had to be considered that a wrestling match. Yeah, absolutely. It was of a match. Course. I wouldn't. It was, it was a match. A, it was a 21st century wrestling match, dude. It, it happened. Dude, if you think pa- this parts, isn't going, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Parts happened in the ring, and there was a uh, a clear winner from a, a three a three count in the middle of the ring. Yes. Okay. So, yes, definitely it was a match. match. It was just a match, Freddy Krueger style. Mind games. How many times yeah, have we seen mind games with awesome. Mankind, Undertaker, who else? Jake the Snake. Uh, Jake the Snake. There's so many mind games that we've seen in matches before. So, yes, regardless of it being in the ring, out of the ring, or whatever, or Firefly Funhouse, whatever, that was a match. Somewhere Matt Hardy is sitting in Cameron, North Carolina, and going, are you fucking kidding me, Vince? Right? <laughs> he, already, he already commented on it. He already commented on it. What, but what the same, like, Matt Hardy, like, pretty much in, like, I feel I call him the innovator of this he cinematic was. wrestling. Yeah. yeah. And Vince really didn't want anything to do with it. Now all of a sudden it's pretty much saved as WrestleMania and post NX post uh post WrestleMania NXT. Yep. So somewhere I think that Matt Hurd's like, you gotta be fucking kidding me right now. So I can't wait to see how AEW tries to one up WWE with this now. Because if you think the cinematic wrestling thing's going away, it's not. There's gonna be network specials like this now. Mm-hmm. There's going to be you know, there's going to be like, the, the Edge Orton thing. That was fantastic. You didn't know what you were going to get at Edge's first time back, so you were right. able to present it in a way where Edge still looked really dominant. Orton looked fine. I didn't mind how long the match was because it was the first time you've seen Edge in like you know ten, eleven, ten years or nine, nine years, however long. Right. Yeah. So you know, there's those cinematic matches really enhanced 
those three matches. Gargano Champa, we know what Gargano and Champa can do in the ring. They're right. two of the best in-ring workers in the world. They've put on what two five-star matches already, mm-hmm. and you know they're more than capable of putting on another one. Yeah. So this is a situation where this is cool, but it's not them two at their best. Right. Like you don't need to mask anything with them. They don't need that facade yet. Right. I think this would be a great way to start giving some make older wrestlers when they want to bring older wrestlers back into fold. It's going to make it more tolerable instead of putting them on a pay per view, make a network special promoting some sort of match between Goldberg and some other schmuck. Right now, I, I, I want to start. Who's Goldberg? I want to circle back Not real quick to what you said. How does AEW capitalize on the cinematic productions of WWE? Let's talk about that. How does anyone capitalize on this now? So, well, well, hold on. We know we're going through this global pandemic, and it has changed the landscape of sports entertainment and professional wrestling as we know it over the past month. So, uh, since WrestleMania, we have heard that WWE has at least the next four weeks of Raw and SmackDown already recorded. They have at least the next two months of NXT recorded, and also AEW has uh, at least the next month. four weeks, at least the next month of content uh, pre-recorded, and they are, AEW is officially on a hiatus for the next four weeks. I don't know what that means for WWE yet. There's been no reports on if they're still going to be re- uh, doing any uh, pre-recordings during this time. So it's kind of hard to capitalize on what we just saw at Mania when everything that has been pre-recorded was recorded before WrestleMania, so yeah. uh, Smarky, you had your hand raised. Where does this? Where does this go? We talked about it last week when we had the big menagerie, the big orgy with all of us on the on the on the show. Where does wrestling go? Do we have a hard reset? And if we do, what does that entail? So first and foremost, I'd like to point out that what's great about this is WWE has to stick to a story for a month. So that's really cool. Um, yes, that was a dig. Oh yeah. Um, Okay. They have to stick to a story. There's no way to change it unless right. they, like, stop it. Mm-hmm. I think what happens That's- here, I, I don't a- – AEW will not reset. AEW will continue their storyline from whatever. They're really good on social media. And um, even if they run out of shows, you'll see some stuff. Um, I don't really see – there's not many big storylines per se in AEW. I mean, you have the elite versus, you know, the inner circle. You have – Moxley and Hager. Moxley Hager, that's well, yeah. Brody, Brody Lee just showed up. Yeah, yeah. And SCU. But you got to understand that they, Lance Archer and Cody have the whole Jake the Snake Roberts thing. So, but you got to understand with them. Yeah, but they are still wrestling other people. Where in WWE, right. you just wrestle who you're in a feud with. Right, you're right. Um, so you know, I, I I don't see them changing storylines. I think WWE is going to have a huge reset. I think everything's going to stop. I think it's going to be like DC's New 52. Hmm. I don't know just, what that means, but um, okay. <laughs> uh, years years ago, DC wiped their slate clean and started everything over. Oh, okay. Okay. Hmm. I think it had to do with the Flash and the Flashpoint, if I remember correctly. I'm not much of a DC fan. We'll have to get Jeff in for that. Okay. Um, but, uh, I, I, you know, I, I see a hard reset. And what was cool is... AEW had a whole bunch of indie stars on because people couldn't travel. Some really cool faces, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you saw NXT start to do that this week. 
people you haven't seen before. Yes. And then, you know, the week before, you had those two gigantic Indian wrestlers. Oh, they debuted on yesterday. Yeah. On NXT, yeah. Yeah. But wait, let's circle back to to Monday Night Raw also. You got to see Bianca Belair make her official debut. Uh, Nia Jax made her return. You got to see Umberto Carrillo. You got to see Angel Garza, Austin Theory, the Street Profits. All of this young... uh, Deanna Parrazzo was on Raw. You got oh. to see, and uh, I wish you guys could see this. Doc is doing the Bianca, and Smarky doing the Bianca Belair dance right now. I'm doing the uh, hair twirl. You look like two schmucks, you know that? Yeah, I'm, I'm on Team Bianca, dude. She's badass. Yo, uh, she I, is. I, listen, I think it's great, but, <laughs> but uh, uh, Smarky, to piggyback on what you're saying, I think this is an opportunity now for, uh, for us to have a, a big reset. We, we're bringing in the younger talent. Why? Because the younger talent's already living in Florida because they're in the Performance Center all the time. They're, they're working out. They're, they're, they're working on their crafts. So they're the ones that are the most accessible to the company. So we're going to give the younger talent a chance to, to shine, get them on TV more. And also, let's look at the championship landscape going into this, this new reset or whatever this new normal is going to be. We have Charlotte Flair leading the women's division in NXT. Adam Cole still running the heavyweight division. We have Braun Strowman and Bailey as the champions for SmackDown. Now we have Drew McIntyre and Becky Lynch, probably the two most over faces right now in the company, both leading Raw. So with that championship landscape, with some of the changes that were made there, plus this younger talent that are now coming up, that's going to change the whole landscape of what we see in WWE moving forward. I think one thing you're going to see definitely if you see a reset is I think uh, Bliss and Cross are going to retain their tag titles. And I think when they do this reset, Asuka's going to be moved back into singles to feud with, yeah. with, with Becky so they can finally finish. It's done about time they uh, got another match and Becky had a, you know, they, they've, they moved forward that feud a little bit because if there's someone that's gotten the best of Becky on the roster, awesome. it's Asuka. It's awesome. yeah. Dude, yep. She has been on fire the past couple weeks. Yeah. Yeah, there's someone that's gotten the best of Becky. It's Oscar, and then you brought up a great point with, with AEW's social media presence. We have to remember AEW was generating buzz before they even had TV. They've already right. proven they don't need TV to generate buzz. They don't need it. You're right. How long? All, all they need is BTE. All in. How long? It took all in ten seconds to sell out. Something like that. It was, it was no TV. It was yeah. something ridiculous. You know, yeah, it was right. Yeah, I, you know, with no TV, and now you know, and now AEW's got some names, right? You know, right. Un- Understatement, that, right? And that's, and that's yeah, and that's a big thing. Like, that goes back to the Charlotte Flair thing. We were talking about moving her to NXT. Some names. At right. the end of the day, the, t- the 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 talent itself might be the same, and it might be you know, like the wrestlers on NXT can hang with the wrestlers from AEW. But if you're a common person and you look at the roster of NXT and AEW, you're gonna look at the roster and say, "Oh, Chris Jericho, I know him." And you're gonna look at the NXT roster and go, "Fuck are these yeah. people?" Right. Yeah. But now you're gonna see that last name Flair, and you're gonna go, "Oh, mm-hmm. oh." I brought this point up earlier with Bones. I just wanted you to hear it too, Smarky, because since I was the only one that saw the logic in bringing Charlotte Flair to NXT and having her beat Rhea Ripley, <laughs> and no one else showed their face except for you. Oh man. All right, so that's the fourth time I reminded everybody of that tonight. By the way, yeah, yeah. Doc wants to make sure by that, the he, way, that everyone knows that he was right and we were wrong. Charlotte beat Rhea. I called it five times. <laughs> All oh, right, so God. on that note, so if, if we're going to end up getting some kind of, of of reset in the world of pro wrestling, sports entertainment, 
Let's move over to another aspect of combat sports. Uh, Doc, we were chatting earlier about UFC. Now, UFC had their big event coming up. What was it? UFC 249. 249 coming up. And it has officially been canceled or or postponed, I should say. (laughs) Yes. So um, there's only been two people that want to play in America, and that's Dana White and Vince McMahon, or maybe around the world at this point. And Vince got to play this weekend. Uh, he got his stuff recorded early, but Dana can't pre-record early. Dana's got to do his stuff live. When they, when they do USC, USC's got to be live. Just all there is to it. You can't. You just, it's not like wrestling. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're not scripted outcomes. It's way different. Right. Um, Dana White has said he will not cancel cards unless the government tells him to, unless Donald Trump tells him to, unless whomever tells him to. Nobody was telling him that he had to. He put the he was gonna hold his card. He moved it from the Barclays Center to this small Indian reservation casino out in California. And today, uh, the mouse laid the smackdown on him. <laughs> oh, uh, really? Yes, the mouse laid the UFC, um, UFC, of course, and ESPN as main broadcasting partners. ESPN. They just entered a huge deal. I think less than a year ago now, and UFC left Fox. Um, which I think opened the door for SmackDown going to Fox because they needed to replace something for that demographic. Right. Um, on the point, uh, the mouse laid the law down on Dana White today, and Disney doesn't want any part of this happening. Um, Disney is where the money is, who provides most of the money here. Dana White, I think I think he actually came right out and said, you know, he respects what ESPN's done for the product, and he's going to respect their wishes and postpone it. Dana White also stated that he owns an island somewhere, and he will put fights on on a remote island where nobody can get sick. Dana White is a crazy motherfucker and my hero and the GOAT and completely wrong all at the same time. <laughs> what a legend. <laughs> so that would be interesting, though. I mean, to get people to a remote island. First of all, that's fucking badass that he owns an island. That's pretty cool. I don't, I don't even know if he owns an island. Because he's, he's just as much Vince McMahon as Vince McMahon You're right. is. Exactly. Like, he's just exactly. as much. Like, he loves when they're, when his fighters like go at each other and they feud yep. with each other. Like right. he knows, he sees the money in that and how important that is. Um, I do think 249 getting postponed is a blessing in disguise because we might, you know, obviously Khabib, Khabib pulled out of the fight because he didn't want to fly from Russia. And it's like the seven trillionth time Khabib Ferguson has been postponed. Right. So I hopefully feel this, bad for the guy. I, I, I hope Khabib Ferguson actually happens now because of this. And mm-hmm. because Ferguson was going to crush who they put in there against him on um, uh, they put him there. I don't remember they put him there against him. But there's a blessing in this guy. So hopefully we get the real main event to fight to everybody's wanted for so long now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. Gotcha. Listen, man, there ain't much sports going on. So not this was much. the big thing in the news today. This was the big thing in the news yeah. today. But one thing we could talk about to kind of segue, you talk about Disney and ESPN. Let's talk about Disney real quick. Disney also owns the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So, Smarky, you might be interested in this. I saw some teasers uh, about the new Black Widow movie. And the I Black some Widow sad movie. news about that movie. Sad news? What's the sad news? They just they moved it. it oh, was well, they moved out. it. Right, right. They moved it. But uh, in the trailers for it, they show the, uh, what the hell was the, uh, the villain's name? The trans, uh, what the hell? Hold I'm on. Yeah, I'm gonna let uh, you do this. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not step the, the Taskmaster. My apologies. There it is. Uh, the I didn't want to master. step on your toes, there, dude. Kevin bro. Sullivan's in the movie. Not Kevin. <laughs> it's the wrong Taskmaster, bro. <laughs> but uh, the Taskmaster, one of his 
superpowers is that he absorbs or can use other people's other people. powers. Now, mm-hmm. for what like I understand, say say it again, like, like the Dungeon, Dungeon of Doom. Doom. Yeah, something like that. Sure. <laughs> Smarky's like, yeah, whatever. So, oh, I cannot wait to have Smarky watch more of WCW and see yeah, the, no, Smarky see the clusterfuck that was the Dungeon of Doom. But yeah, anyway, he, he got a little taste of it on. He got a little taste of it on the first watch. He did. He did. Yeah. All but, right. Um, well, we have a whole weekend coming up. Yeah, we, we can do another W. We can do another WCW session. We have week. a lot of time over the next uh, the remainder of the month. I can't even go hiking anymore, dude. So, like, the, my biggest distraction towards podcasting is gone. Oh wait, did, did they shut the hiking trails by you? Oh man, dude, they shut down the state and the county parks, dude. Murphy yeah. laid the smackdown. Oh, the state? Oh, damn. The state and the county parks, man. You can't, you gotta get a well, city parks. I, mean, I may as well just walk around the block if I'm gonna go that's, to a city park. That's what I've been doing, man. Walking around. Walking around over here. Anyway, back to back to what I was saying. Oh, so the Taskmaster, uh, in these teasers and the trailers for the uh, for the Black Widow movie, the Taskmaster shows that he he uses um, powers from superheroes that we have not yet seen in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, they do show him using Black Panther and Hawkeye in the teasers, but they also show him using uh, using powers of guys like Ghost Rider. Moon Knight, Deadpool, and Wolverine, as they are now, it looks like, introducing them possibly to the MCU. Go Into ahead, the MCU. Well, now, now let, me, let, me, let me stop you right there. Ghost Rider has been, has been in the MCU. In fact, he was in okay. pretty much a third of a season of Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So oh, on the TV. He oh, has, a, okay. He okay. has been Wasn't in Wasn't that MCU. considered extended universe? No, that no. is full universe. Well, it's not the cinematic universe. It is. It's all part of the MCU. Well, so the, the cinematic universe, the TV shows are included in that, too? The TV shows, the shorts, oh, okay, everything. Okay. Uh-huh. Everything. I didn't know that. Okay. Did not so know Ghost, that. Ghost Rider has been introduced. Uh, it was in a weird season of S.H.I.E.L.D. where... Uh, about two seasons ago where he did three different story arcs through the season, which was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, his was, in my opinion, one of the best. Um, so he was there. Now, the other ones are a little interesting. So technically, Deadpool is is a X-Men. He's right. part of the X-Men franchise. That's why he was released by Fox. And Wolverine obviously is an X-Men, so he's Fox now. Fox and Disney right. are now the same company. So that's why you're starting to see those elements and this is yes their first foray into disney's mcu which is pretty cool now here's where it's going to get interesting technically the first x-men movie we might see in the mcu is called new mutants new mutants you remember them from when we were kids i do of course cable and all of them yep so cable was cable was introduced at the end of deadpool Mm one in deadpool two um, and now they're owned by Disney, so technically he's been introduced too, but separate. Right. Um, I'll be very interested to see what happens with trying t- to get the X Men into and the Fantastic Four, you know, into the MCU. Um, Deadpool's a no brainer; he can just show up wherever because it's fucking Deadpool. Right. X Men are going to be a little tricky because you know we already did Civil War, and in the comic book Civil War, the X Men are one of are the biggest part parts. Of it. Right. Wolverine and Storm are huge in it. Mm-hmm. And Doc, if you have not read this, I will mail you my copy because I think you'd actually like to read it. <coughs> um, it's one of the best Marvel comic books ever released. Um, which which book you cut out for a second? Oh, Civil War. But the comic oh, book Civil War. Not like the so because so it's funny. So like for those of you who don't know, I'm not a big comic book person, but I 
over the holidays, I took two weeks off from work and I took that time to watch all the MCU movies. And I just got into them all. And I think my, my, my wife's a little more into it than I am. And she was telling me that Civil War was weird because they're supposed to be X-Men. Like you're saying, they're supposed to be X-Men and Civil War. And two of the, and tell me which characters, I forget which ones they are, two of the characters that do feature heavily in the MCU and the movies are also in X-Men, I believe. Am I wrong? Well, Storm, Storm and Wolverine are pretty big in the comic book Civil War. Okay, they're, yeah, they're not in. They're not in the movie one because when that movie came out, they were separate franchises. Now, are there a lot of tra- comic book traditionalists who are pissed off they even made Civil War without the ability to use the X Men? Now, I- I'm going to tell you no because we knew going into the MCU that you know they were a separate franchise and we weren't going to see them. And I think Disney and and Daniel Feige, Daniel Feige, Kevin Feige, Kevin Feige, yeah, yeah, has mm-hmm. done. A fantastic job with the characters he can, and characters that to Marvel were B and C list. The Avengers, right. guys, you know that the Avengers were B and C list characters, right? Oh, I know, yeah, yeah. The it, you had in in the sixties, it was Spider Man, X Men, um, who am I forgetting? Captain here? America. Captain America. No, no, no not Captain America. America. Yet? No, 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 no. You're going off something else. They, they all existed. Okay. Spider-Man, X-Men, Fantastic Four. Those are your three A-listers in the okay. 60s. Doctor right. Strange, yes, as well. And then your B-list were, were like everyone that was in the Avengers. They okay. were like they were the ones making cameos in X-Men comics. Mm, okay. I think I think it's like X-Men 12, I think they show up. And like they were there for like a minute and they didn't do shit. But Disney rolled with the Avengers because that's who they had the rights that's to. That's who they had the rights to. Right. That, so, yeah. And it's and, funny because you, you talk about that, and of all the Captain America movies of the three of them, Civil War, I thought, was 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 probably my least favorite of the three of them. Number two, man, Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier is a jam. Yeah, I, love, so, I really enjoyed that one. Winter like, Soldier's oh, my favorite. That, uh, might good, be the best, that might be the best Marvel MCU yeah. movie. I, I, I agree it is one of yeah. the best. But the first Captain America was the best backstory. Now we'll see what happens with, mm-hmm. with, uh, with this one coming out because it is it's a prequel, just like you know Captain Marvel was. Right. But um, but like the way the way they explained Steve Rogers in Captain America one was was fantastic. Fantastic. Nailed it. You under fantastic. you got it completely. You um, understood him. You understood you understood who he was. And when he made decisions throughout the series, throughout the the whole time, you understood why because of that, you know, that groundwork. Now, Doc, right. Doc, now you got to go watch the two seasons of uh, Agent Carter if you haven't already. I'm down to watch some Agent Carter. Oh yeah, I know you are. Peggy <laughs> uh, Carter is. Uh, oh, how would they say it in the forties? A fox. A fox. <laughs> well, I remember, like, I'm looking over to my comics and like I'm thinking about who is in the MCU and who's not. Uh, most right. of my comic collection is independent stuff or Marvel. I have a few DC. So, all right, I have a question, then. As someone who's still new to the MCU, um, is there going to be a world somewhere down the line where the X-Men and the Avengers and the Fantastic Four, they all get together and they have a whole big movie party and it goes a little crazy and it, everybody goes to see it? Does that world exist in, like, I, a further... Yes, it does. Further Doc, I am so hoping you're about to talk about what I'm, I'm hoping you're going to talk about. Please go. Yes. Now, I was actually talking to Smarky about this when I was at his house 
a while ago, probably within the past couple months. Uh, in Marvel Comics, they came out with a series of comics called the Onslaught series. Now, Onslaught series was very similar to how the MCU is staged, where it's like movie number one is a Captain America movie. Movie number two is Captain Marvel. Movie number whatever, seven, is the Avengers. So and right, they right. all tie into one story, okay? So the Onslaught series was some kind of um, alien being that takes over the body of Professor X, okay? What is that book you have in your hand, Smarky? It is not Onslaught. It okay. is the other. It is the other way we can go, and I'm gonna okay, let you finish. We'll go. All right, cool. So Professor X now becomes this this evil being. He's like the main villain, and he is trying to take out the entire Marvel universe. So it literally takes everyone: the Avengers, Fantastic Four, Spider Man, X Men, you name it. If Marvel had it, they were involved in this, and it was a big war between everyone from Marvel versus Onslaught. So that was one of the many crossover times you would see all of these groups or superheroes okay. coming together. But it has happened on okay. other in other stories as well. But that's the biggest one that I know of. I actually have some of the graphic novels from that series. Right, now, and I've and, and I've read back after I watched the movies. I looked up the history of the books, and it mm -hmm. seems like they stayed relatively true for the most part that's the vibe i like i, I my vibe like so all right so this is why i only i only read i had never read the actual book so you guys gotta educate me here because when i read the summaries of like the characters and where they've gone at times and where the movies go i'm like oh i think i saw this parallel in the movies but mm -hmm. i i really don't know because i've never read the books right so. so here's here's the second way you can go i have two books here one is the original and one is the second one they did a couple years ago and it's Marvel's Secret Wars. Yes. This is the other way you can go with this. Mm -hmm. So basically what Secret Wars is, Doc, is um, there's this guy named the Beyonder. And the Beyonder tricks or or summons the greatest the greatest people. What's up? Sorry, question. Don't do we ever see the Beyonder in any of those Fantastic Four movies? Uh, I don't know. I, don't I gave up I, on Fantastic Four movies. Uh, I still were, haven't watched. I haven't watched the Fantastic. Those Four were movies not yet. great movies. They could have been the but he Beyonders from Fantastic the Fantastic Four comics, right? I don't know. Um, okay. Unless you're thinking Galactus. No, no, I'm thinking. I'm, I know. Okay. I'm thinking the Beyonder. I don't. If, all right, but anyway, go continue. So this is one of my favorite story arcs in Marvel history. Uh, basically, it's fantastic. Uh, fantastic Four. I mean, even on the cover, you could see you got Fantastic Four. You got uh, a couple of the X-Men, you know, it's it's new enough that Nightcrawler's there. Mm -hmm. uh, you have... Uh, How old's Nightcrawler? When has he, when's he been around? Like, Nightcrawler's uh, one, of the, one of the OGs. 80s. Eight, Nightcrawler, no, Archangel. 80s, 90s. Jean Grey. No, Nightcrawler? The, Buddy, ori the original X-Factor? Oh, you're talking X-Factor. X-Men. The original X-Men are Cyclops. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, original X-Men. Cyclops. But, but X-Factor was before X-Men, wasn't it? Yeah. Comic-wise. No. No, X Men are first, buddy. Ready? Professor all right, hold on, X. hold on, hold on. Time out. There, there was the, I have these old school comics that are in the blue. They're all wearing the blue and yellow costumes, and it was Archangel, Nightcrawler, Jean Grey, Cyclops, and maybe Storm. And there was like just those five. None of those. The originals are. All right, Dan, you can do this while I do this. The originals are Professor X. Well, obviously, Eight. right. Angel, not Archangel. Angel, Angel, you're right. Okay, okay, you're right. Iceman. That's who it Beast. was, Iceman. Beast. Okay. Beast. Be but Beast is looks like a regular human being. 
He's not blue. Okay. Jean Grey. And I'm missing one. Cyclops? Cyclops, thank you. So anyway, so you have this, right, and then anyway. you know, you got Captain, you got Hulk, and basically they're put on this world to fight each other to the death, and there's like one champion. But then Galactus shows up and it turns out they're all fighting each other. But the best part about this is that Spider-Man. You know why? Because that is the symbiote. That is the symbiote. Dan, do you know who Carnage is? Because that no is clue. That is that looks awesome though. But that yeah. looks awesome. Yeah. Like, the the so maximum carnage uh story arc also is another really good one. Yes, yeah, so, I don't know any of this stuff. Unless it's been made into a movie, I know nothing about it, man. Okay. So this one. The newest Secret Wars very interesting. What they did is they t- there are two technically two Marvel universes. So this comics. is still this 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 thing you're talking about. The storyline is still ongoing. They're still writing stories about it. No, oh, this, okay, okay, no. Okay. this one was only a couple of years ago. Um, so this one, this Secret Wars is very interesting. It, it there are two Marvel comic book series. Well, there's more, but there's Marvel and Ultimate Marvel, and they're separate universes. Okay. So basically, what happens in here is it's Marvel versus Ultimate Marvel. And it's it's all you know it's I mean it's here we go Secret World Secret World's Battle World that's what happens and they all fight through that whole thing. I have to assume that this is what happens to like non wrestling fans when they hear like Raw versus SmackDown NXT versus Raw SmackDown versus <laughs> aren't they all WWE? <laughs> I mean, well, and then you get then you get when you get Marvel and DC crossing over Amalgam Comics. Then you get then you get. The mixture of Batman and Wolverine, and they become Dark Claw. Then you get yeah. Superman and Captain America, and he becomes Super Soldier. Dude, yep. that was an awesome, awesome... Dude, I had a fucking binder with page protectors, and I had the entire... Uh, the, the, the playing cards, the collectors, of, of every amalgam superhero and supervillain. Wow. Yep. And it was I like never, Doctor Strange and 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 uh, fa- uh, what the hell was his name? Fantas- the guy with the yellow mask, Phantasmo, Fa- Phantasma. Yes, Phantasma. Phantasma and Doctor. Str- oh my God, the the fucking the illustrations that they did when they combined the two would looked awesome. Dan, looked so I, good. I have them for you, and I can mail them up to you. I want you to read the original Infinity Crusade comics, the Infinity Gauntlet trade paperback. Yeah. It is so, basically it's so different. Thanos didn't want Thanos wasn't doing it for the good of the uh for the good of the uh universe. He was the good doing of the it universe, yeah. He was doing it for a woman. Oh, okay. Well now you just ruined it for me. You don't have to send it to me. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> the woman the woman is death, actually. Like okay. the and and he was doing all this to impress death, and it's so fucked up. Sounds real dark. Like it, it is it is so dark. Well, that's it's, like the big thing with like the books. I know all the old comic books are a lot darker than any of the movies that usually that usually come out to represent them. You need to read The Watchmen if you want dark. You haven't seen The Watchmen, Doc? Oh, very. See, I, I, I actually saw the movie before I read the book. Man, uh, I would rather but, him read that because that you can't watch that movie and then go back to that comic. Yeah. I do. I do prefer to read things before I see them if there's ever that opportunity. But I've never been that way with comic books because I never got into comic books as a kid. I was always right. a baseball card kid growing up, more right. so than comic books. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was more my collected. I still have a lot of my baseball cards actually. Right on. I got some cool comics here. I'm going to read in a little bit. Um, uh, you know, getting off of like mainstream characters. My dad was always obsessed with this guy that worked for Marvel and DC named Jack Kirby. Mm-hmm. And Jack, Jack Kirby was... I know who Jack Kirby is. Very, very famous. You know, yeah. another 
another Jewish guy like like Stan and the rest of them. Right, yeah. And, and Jack worked for both. And there are two comics I never found when my favorite record store was going out of business, which is another story for another day. Um, he had a very big comic book section. So I picked up this comic uh, my dad recommended called New Gods, which Jack Kirby wrote. And then these two, and then this other one called Devil Dinosaur. It's just about this this dinosaur superhero. And you're I can't talk about the, the record store. Up in yeah, Howell. talking about the record store and how yeah, man. Nice. I still want to know what they did with the cassette tape, man. That's what I want to know. Uh, it was beyond repair. It got trashed. That's terrible. They should have broken that up and like auctioned it off to people. I would have <laughs> bought a piece. I absolutely I bought, bought a piece. I was like, yo, I'll buy a piece of the cassette tape. Rumor yeah. has it that cassette tape was Led Zeppelin four back in the day. It was. Ooh, nice. It was absolutely it? was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I'm, was pretty, I'm pretty sure I've seen pictures of it. I mean, for everything worn off on it, it was like it's a cassette tape of Led Zeppelin four. It absolutely nice. was. I wonder if there's a picture of that online. There is. In fact, I have one. Hold on. I took one. That's pretty cool. Yeah. All right. Well, listen. While you guys are looking up this picture, I want to tell the fam about my my little brother Ray. As you, most of you guys have already heard me talk about, he is stationed. Uh, in Naples, Italy, uh, in the Navy, but they did something really, really awesome. Uh, he plays in the Navy band, and him and some other members of the band posted a video on social media that has gone viral very quickly. It got picked up by Channel 4 News. It got picked up by the Today Show as well. So uh, if you guys are not following, please search for the U.S. Naval, uh, Naval Europe Band on Facebook and on Instagram, please follow their page. I'm sorry, U.S. Naval Forces Europe Band. My brother, Raymond Cariga, is the drummer in the video. Please go check them out. Please go give them some love. They do an awesome tribute to the country of Italy uh, to, you know, during this, this unfortunate global pandemic that we are going through right now. Because Italy, if you guys haven't been catching the news, has been getting it probably the worst than any other country right now. Th their death toll is probably is it's upwards of over 800 almost on a daily basis so to my brother and everyone stationed in, in italy uh and also members of the band thank you for sharing the video please stay safe and uh, keep doing what you're doing we are all here thinking about you and wish you guys all the best uh so again u.s naval forces uh naval forces europe band find them on instagram and facebook give them a follow if you see the video please share them as well Thank you. Yes. So on that note, thank you. gentlemen. Thank you, little bones. <laughs> thank you, little bones. My brother hates that, but I'm glad you said that. I'm going to keep it in the show, too. <laughs> my, my brother's the guy that he always wanted a nickname, and people tried to give him nicknames, but it always ended up being like, little bones. He hates that. So, But Ray, we love you, bro. Little bones. That's so cute. Little bones. Anyway, actually, Smarky has met my brother because years ago he bought a drum shield off my brother. Still have it. And he still uses it. My man. Still uses it. So on that note, fam, thank you for tuning in to episode 70 of the Fourth Wall Cast. As always, if you want to show your support, follow us on all social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Fourth Wall Cast. That's the number four, T-H-W-A-L-L-C-A-S-T. And if you haven't already, please give the network a follow at Fourth Wall Pop. That's F-O-U-R-T-H-W-A-L-L-Pop. Goes the weasel. Thank you, Doc. I, I was waiting for that. 
Uh, also, uh, as I mentioned on our on episode 69 last week, I am doing a, a little mini-series with our good friend DJ Matty G. The pilot episode has officially premiered on the Fourth Wall Pop Network. It's a show entitled Nothing to Wrestle. It's all about wrestling in quarantine and the state of pro wrestling and sports entertainment during this global pandemic. I think I have said global pandemic more than five times in the last hour on this show. Anyway, uh, with that being said, I'm your host, JC Bones. Follow me on Instagram and Facebook at J at on Instagram at EMG underscore JC Bones and on uh, Twitter at JC Bones. Doc, where can the fam find you? You can find me on the Instagram at D-R-H-A-A-S-E, the number four, W-C. I think you forgot a letter. It's an H-D-R-H-A-A-S-E, number four, W-C. <laughs> I, I, sure I, I, I just it. wanted to hear you spell it again, that's all. You know, for a second, I thought you pulled your guitar because you were going to play us the 90s X-Men cartoon theme. Oh, I do not know the 90s X-Men cartoon theme. <laughs> I would like you to learn that for episode 71. Yes. You think I can learn it by the end of uh, Bones' outro? Uh, let's find out. <laughs> let's do it. Smarky, tell the fam where they can or cannot find you. Uh, well, I'm going through a sorts of rebranding again. Um, I don't use Twitter as much as I should. In fact, I don't really like Twitter. Uh, either. No, no one does. Uh, it's toxic. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna start an Instagram for me here. Nice. All right. Like a, like a fourth wall Instagram. I think that's where I need to be. You can find me there whenever I decide to make it. <laughs> it will be soon. I promise. Awesome. Well, guys, so, thanks for joining me once again for another successful episode seventy, and thank you guys for being with me through seventy episodes of this show. So this is uh, we're almost. We're going to hit the 100th uh, birthday pretty soon, fellas. Uh, we got to do something big for 100. Oh, he's learning it. There it is. There it is. <laughs> awesome. So on that note, fam, be sure to tell all your friends to like, share, and subscribe and help this thing grow and grow and continue to be your biggest draw for the critics, the marks, the casual, and the hardcore. hardcore. Once again, we are the Fourth Wall Cast, and we are here to make it pop. Goodbye, and good night. Wait till it's over. <laughs> and on that note, I'm on that note, love you guys. Peace. Love See you. Goodbye, guys.